Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, sports fans? My name is Jake Azuski. You can call me Jake Iggy or Iggy for short. And this is Iggy's Sports Talk. So I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in to episode 41 of Iggy's Sports Talk. And if you have not yet, go over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and subscribe to Iggy's Sports Talk. I post these podcasts every single week. And today, I have a very special guest with me. His name is Marcus Ogden, and he is a former NFL player. He was a lineman, offensive lineman for the Jaguars, Ravens, Bills, and Titans. And now he is currently a business coach, keynote speaker, and he was most recently a best-selling author. So how's it going, Marcus? Thanks a lot for having me on. Iggy, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. It's it's another beautiful day in paradise. I I, I uh, go go to school in northern New Hampshire, so it's uh, pretty cold out there, and we just got a huge snowstorm a few days ago. Yeah, up in the, you know New Hampshire, Massachusetts, New York, Jersey. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of things on the radio. I'm sorry, I've seen a lot of things on TV. And we're going. Oh, and so yeah, ma'am. Uh, hopefully, you guys are doing all right up there. <laughs> Yeah, I actually just went skiing and, and it was kind of tough to be able to find my way, navigate my way down the hill because ice, ice was all in my goggles. I was wiping down my goggles as I was going down the hill. It's kind of scary, quite honestly. Watch so I don't get hurt out there. <laughs> exactly. Where are you based in right now? I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, there you go. How, how's, the, how's the weather there? Oh, it's good, man. It's a little cold today. Probably about, you know, in the, I say in the mid 40s. But, you know, we don't go down here. Like Richmond, it's like two and a half hours north of us gets snow a lot. Well, mm-hmm. not a lot. It gets pretty much a good amount of snow for that, that area coming down. We don't, uh, we don't get any snow. So it's, or, or we, it's very, very sporadic. So it's awesome. And it's great to have weather here. Yeah, I've actually been to North Carolina once, and the only thing that I can say that I didn't like too much was the mosquitoes. Those mosquitoes, boy, they never back down. Well, yeah, you probably been out. Where, where'd you go in North Carolina? I uh, went in the Shenandoah Valley. You were going to say you have to be out in the mountains because yeah. where I'm at in Raleigh, in the city, we don't get a lot of mosquitoes. So, oh, yeah, you're definitely uh, out towards the mountains area of our of our. Yeah, that makes sense. I actually went there. Uh, I went there this past summer, um, obviously, because with everything that was going on, uh, I, I had the opportunity to go on a cool road trip. My, my friends and I went uh, to 12 states um, in, in two weeks. Uh, yeah, but, but that's that's kind of some place that I, I wanted to start our conversation was 2020, because I mean, obviously, it was an unprecedented year, definitely a learning experience for everybody. And how I like to start off these conversations is, is ask what was the best moment of 2020? If you, if you can really think of a moment looking back on that year, were you really grateful for the opportunity or for, for that experience? What would it be? Iggy, really grateful for the team that we have around us because all the things we did last year, pivoting right around, you know, May timeframe would not have been possible mm-hmm. as a keynote speak coach coach, best-selling author, a lot of our work was driven by speaking on stage. Right. But when the pandemic happened, a lot of 
warnings. As a matter of fact, a lot of my clients are not even back in the office yet. I mean, I have, we are very fortunate to have some humongous clients to Goldman Sachs, to Red Gold Quality, where 35% of our nation's catch-up is that organization. We were able to pivot and do more virtual events like we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. It allowed us to be able to still service people who are down there. A lot of people, unfortunately, were not pivoting. They were not adjusting. As a result of that, they ended up, unfortunately, to stay through all this, uh, the business empire. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, it must've been sort of like a weird time for you because nobody, nobody really knew when, when this was going to really end. And, and so I'm curious, like how long did it really take for your team to be able to adapt and how difficult was that? Because it, it must've been a very interesting and sort of uh, good learning experience for you and your team. Well, the pandemic happened around, I guess about March time for all of moral so about almost three months, it was really hard for us to figure out how to pivot because a lot of people were kind of engaged. Is it going to pass over? Is it going to be short-lived? Are we going to get back to things in the fall? Right. You know, are we going to get back to things in the winter? And it never happened. And so luckily for us, we were forward-thinking. We got a lot of uh, some pretty amazing clients. Again, like uh, AXA Equitable, which is one of the lar- no, the largest insurance company in the world out of Paris, France. Wow. They hired us, people. Uh, we, we did some, uh, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. So we were able to get some huge juggernaut clients to work with us because marketing is in an appropriate manner. And I tell you all the time, there's three ways to market. You have inbound traffic, things like doing podcasts, like we're doing. Mm-hmm. And that outbound traffic where you create stuff like marketing one sheets or doing a newsletter or doing a blog, you put it out on that market. Then you have social positioning. You and I met on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a big believer in posting content, being engaging, you know, doing because you never know who's listening. Right. Very true. That, yeah, that must have been really interesting for, for your team to really have to go through that. And and I, I'm, I'm guessing now the process must be, you know, very fluent and, and it, you guys must not really have to think about too, too much since since uh, you guys have been really adapting uh, throughout these past few months. Uh, but how has 2021 been, been going for you? Twice why it's been really good. You know, it's part Again, we did get Mutual of Omaha as a client. That was awesome. Uh, we were able to get Goldman Sachs as a client, which was phenomenal. We got a couple of cuts from us that we did, which is always great because anytime people hear you virtually and not meet you in person and they still want to pay hard-earned money to you without meeting you or shaking your hand, that says a lot for the caliber of your work. Right. And we've had some... That- I did Bama uh, uh, this year. That was uh, early January. So I was January uh, uh, 7th and 8th. I was in Mobile, uh, Atlanta for a speaking job. Uh, I've been to, we're actually heading to Vegas. Uh, I'm heading to Vegas tomorrow for a big mastermind group hotel. Uh, I will be going to Salt Lake City the week of the, what's that, the 14th? Is that what it is? No, the week of the 15th. 
Parent for Western Governors University. So yeah, so far, Iggy, 2021 has been phenomenal because we've awesome. been continuing to build the foundations that switch and pivot it back in, uh, I guess that's going to be you know, late spring of 2020. Yeah, that, that's amazing. You guys have just kept the pedal on the metal and, and just keep on going, just keep trying to grind day in and day out. And, and it's really amazing throughout this, you know, uncertain time, how your team and, and yourself were, were really able to adapt and how, how showing it is of, of how successful this process is. Well, it's down your ability to have great team members, but also a great team culture. We value our team members. There's me, our website SEO person. We have a great trademark and patent person, a great videographer. And we're right now in the process of looking at some potential bands on a ton of your podcast, networking, uh, social positioning, because without that, get all that consistent uh, target client. Because mm-hmm. if you're not putting out material consistently, it's really hard to the end result, which is going to be you saying, hey, you're the right person for me. Right. Let's go to work. Yeah, exactly. And I actually, uh, just researching for this interview, I, I went on your I went on your website, which everybody can go and check that out at marcusogden.com. And uh, I, I saw the video, um, the advertisement that you have uh, of your keynote speech and, and really just like a preview of it. And I got to tell you that that was very well produced. It, it was it was something where most of the time when I go on people's websites, looking at like a keynote speech, they usually give the full speech. But I saw the video. I'm like, oh, this is this is awesome. This is only four minutes. And I was able to really learn about your incredible story from a short amount of time and, and also learn about how passionate about what you do now um, you are. Well, Iggy, you know, people's attention spans are short. So if you try to put out all of your content, all your speeches, all that, I feel it's, it's going to make people, I don't want to say get bored, but it's going to consume more of the time that they have a big saying when it comes to sales. E, be efficient. That's one of the acronyms of our sales process. People don't waste it. Not today. Not really Mm -hmm. ever, but for sure not today. So if you're going to be somebody that tries to get others to, you have to be very efficient. And you have to give people information and value that is going to say, hey, this person, enough for him and or her, to say, I want to put my money with them because they can bring me value. And you don't have to give people your whole your holes in the cookie jar. You can give them one or two chips, one or two cookies, say, oh, I like this. This tastes great. Let's talk more business now about marrying you or to be working for our firm. Yeah, 1000%. And, and I got that right from the video. And I, I'm excited to talk to you more about your story, because I, I got to be honest with you, I was I was very impressed and inspired. And it was, it was something where just just learning more about your story, there's there's not a lot of people that fall down and are able to come back up as, as well and as efficiently as, as you have. Uh, but I want to start first, uh, just just really just sort of talking about um, your early sort of football career. At, at what moment was it in high school, college? Did you really sort of understand 
damn, I'm, I'm pretty good at this football stuff. I, I, I might be able to get drafted at some point. You know what's interesting, Iggy? I didn't really know that until right after my redshirt junior year of college, my life, when I saw my name. And so uh, when I saw my name in different um, draft books or magazines or articles or and my brother, who was already in his seventh year in the NFL, he was, uh, you know, a six-time All-Pro, Pro Bowler. I mean, he was just having a for himself at his prime. And I remember asking him, what did he think? He said, well, Marcus, you're in the books. People know about you. What do you have to lose all for the last year of your career in college? You know, mm -hmm. you don't want to look back and have that horrible word of regrets because you're not doing all that you could for football. And so I did that. And I was able to get very fortunate, went to an all-star game in Maui and Poland. And I was Mac Brown, who at the time was at Texas, who's now back at Chapel Hill, UNC, mm -hmm. doing well. I was able to, to play from Florida State, Rice, Texas, wow. Miami. Uh, as a matter of fact, the head coach of the team that was Larry Miami's head coach at the time. And it was great. And I was able to showcase my talent for the scouts and made some great friends. And hey, and I had experience, and I was able to take that experience, and I was able to get drafted into the National Football League in 2003 by the Jacksonville Jaguars rookie head of Rio. Yeah, and, and and like you just said, you were drafted in the sixth round, pick 193. And I, I was curious, how did you really find out uh, that you were drafted? Like, if you if you can picture really the moment um, that when it happened, and sort of what was your reaction when you found out. Well, was, wow, all this hard work, all this dedication to my craft, perfecting what I need to do, all has to get to this point. And really and truly, it was phenomenal because it showed me we can get to that level. Yes, we really can excel. And I mean, we as the people that helped me, my brother, you know, my friends, I had a great strength coach who I'm still friends with to this day, you know, who helped me a lot of, that's why I keep saying we, a lot of, there was a lot of this me time, gave their effort, gave their energy mm -hmm. to help me be in the best position to be an NFL player. And still to date, I'm the, still the only man ever drafted from Howard University wow. into the National Football League. I hope that changes at some point. I love to see more Bison players, you know, be live. Lineman. Now, I'm the first and only lineman that has ever been drafted into the National Football League. Wow, that, that, that's really interesting. Yeah, I, I bet, especially just, just for, for your college, it'd be cool for you to see another person in there. But it must be pretty neat to be able to say that and have, have it be you. Yeah, it's, it's cool, man. It, it is. Because when I went, my father went to Howard, you know, I didn't expect to be an NFL player to be. Uh, and I got very fortunate, had a great NFL career. And like most NFL players, I struggled in mission because I wasn't prepared for it. 
That makes sense. And and was, was there really anybody during that, uh, you know, early process of the transition in the NFL that sort of really tried to help you or, or you know, what was, was a role model or, or a mentor earlier in your career at all? Oh, my brother helping me just have some information about how to budget and how to do all those things. And I did those things correctly and all that stuff, but you never really prepared for life after the game, unless you take the time to do it yourself, which I did a little bit, but again, I was 20 years old over in the NFL. Now, but I wanted to play some arena ball and had some fun. And I still was enjoying the physicality of the game, you know, just up and so, man, I was 36. I was playing a little indoor football down here in Raleigh because I just loved the game so much and I enjoyed, you know, the competition. Oh, is the highest caliber that it's ever going to be. And as a result of that, I am truly, truly, I was able to have such a great career and play for as long as I did. But nobody can really help you transition after unless you reach just things during the game and so you could know that at some point that the game was going to be over and that's why I try to work with a lot of players today you know current player now don't that transition because it's hard I mean it's really hard when you're an athlete and then all of a sudden bam the lights cut out and you're not an athlete anymore trying to really focal points has been really something that I've really tried to do for you know many many years of my uh, speaking and and coaching career yeah, that's amazing because 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 I, I bet obviously like you said, it, you're not the only person that really struggled with the transition from playing to retiring. And and I was curious because I, I heard in in uh, a little bit of the speech that I heard uh, of your keynote speech that you try and instill some of the stuff that you learned from your playing career uh, in into your speeches. And so I was curious, like, what are some of the biggest lessons that you learned? Whether it was like leadership, you know, time management, uh, ju- just from your playing career in the NFL. Well, do this thing, both of them, leadership for sure, servant leadership, how to be a tactical service that he is in charge of. And then for without a doubt, scheduling and time management. And that's where a lot of that I coach and I help them with identifying things using their, their planner, how to set out dates to get stuff done by a certain time. We're going going to be liable and it works because somebody like me who's been through a lot i've had a lot of ups and downs i've made millions of dollars 825 cents an hour as a custodian uh seven years ago a little over about, about seven and a half years ago and now i'm this speaker and all this great stuff but for me and in my eyes i'm just a guy who really tries to help others and i've learned my career learning I'm always trying to get better I'm always trying to work on more and as a result of that I've learned how to humble myself and like it's easy to transition and so I try to use my experiences my stories my my ups and downs people just want up because our mantra our brand's mantra is inspire you to take accountability our cool. mission statement is succeed where I have failed so you don't end up going through the horrible catastrophe that I went through. Complete bankruptcy 
losing everything is exactly what I did. And I hope and pray people that listen to more versus athletes, anybody in general, it, it, it could be anybody that goes to work. We all have to pay bills. If we're an adult, we all have to take responsibility to learn from me mm-hmm. so they don't end up like me. Right. And, and just, just looking at your story, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's so inspirational, uh, kind of like you, you explained it a little bit in the, right there about how you were really just, you, you were down in the dumps and, you know, it was very tough for you to be able to get back up. And, and so for, you know, people who are down right now or, or don't really have a lot of motivation for the future, uh, especially in this unprecedented time, do you have any sort of advice for, for these people on, on how they're able to, you know, pick themselves up and, you know, be, be able to start loving life again? Yeah. First thing to do, write down their biggest strengths. It's very easy for us to beat ourselves, tell ourselves what we don't do well. But if you want to have success in life, first thing you must do is one, two, your three biggest strengths. Identify those and then put those into your mind and compute if you want to do, how can you make a change and or pivot? How can you change your strategy without changing your vision? That's what pivot is. It's a change in strategy and or your final destination. So if you are doing what you need to do or want to do, great. How can you get more inspired? If you're not do your strengths, put those into your mind, compute those, and then hopefully it will pop out for you the best career for you where you can live happy, care of your responsibilities all at the same time. And that's what happened to me. I was a custodian. I had a spoiled milk moment where somebody's trash and my body, my clothes. As a result of that, I came home, wrote down my three biggest strengths, and I realized I was good at communication, helping people good at telling stories and that's how I computed becoming a speaker now when I started no idea about how to run the business side of it but I just knew what I wanted to do and I went after it and you know here we're in two and a half years when I started not job September 2013 didn't get my first job until my first paid job until April 2016 and I haven't looked back since Ninth Fortune 500 companies. I have some of the largest clients in the world in food service and uh, insurance to financial. We do speeches. We work in the HR industry, staffing, real estate, mortgage, and we have some amazing clients. And I'm very humble, very appreciative because they have chosen us to serve them. And our team would be without my people that's there. My team is my everything. My partner to my website person to my videographer, a trademark and patent Every our team is vital. So again, if you're listening to this podcast and you're struggling, write down your three biggest strengths foundation, and that's how you start. That's amazing. I love it, Marcus. Just one last question that I had for you, just pertaining to your uh, experience in the NFL. Uh, when you were on the Titans, I was wondering uh, what your experience was like uh, playing with Vince Young. Oh, this is phenomenally phenomenal. 
Vince's problem, he'll tell you himself, his ego got in the way. As a result of that, he made some bad he lived that he should not have tried to live. And, you know, it caught up with him. And you know what? He's young. We all make mistakes. So I'm not going to judge him because we make mistakes. I spent $3 million on a bad construction job. I mean, the job wasn't bad, but I shouldn't have spent that money blindly trusting this me. So who am I to judge anybody? But Vince was a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal football player, great teammate, great person in general. Mistake with youth and I've seen him now and he's doing much better he's uh, doing some things in football and business and happy to see he's doing so again all make mistakes in life so I'm not the person to judge anybody because I will never throw stones from a glass house yeah 1000% Vince Young what he was able to do physically on the football field unmatched unreal um i i always i always see what michael vick and you know what lamar jackson is able to do uh this past few years and i just shake my head uh but but lastly just just this next sunday who do you think who's your pick to win the super bowl chiefs chiefs i agree Uh too much offense buddy 1,000%. 1,000%. I completely agree with you. Well, Marcus, I really appreciate you taking the time to tell your story today and to come on the podcast. And for everybody that is listening that wants to learn more about Marcus, go to MarcusOgden.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.